Within the last few decades, the conversation around mental health has taken a complete 180. Our society has gone from one that stigmatizes mental health and bottles up emotions to one that is open, vulnerable, and self-reflective. As one in three Canadians experience a mental health issue in their lifetime, this shift is overwhelmingly positive. With the goal of making therapy more accessible, many therapists have been taken to platforms like TikTok and Instagram to share their knowledge. What's interesting is we're seeing a whole new communication system beginning to take form, which has been coined as therapy by New York Times contributor Katie Waldman. In today's episode, we are going to be diving in to the topic of therapy speak. We're going to explain what it means, how it affects our relationships, our thoughts on it, and of course, we're going to offer up some solutions, so stick around. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Queer Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carbon. And I'm Emily. And welcome to the show. It's just the two of us today. Just the two of us. So with therapy content being packaged up into consumable 60-second reels and infographics, Mm -hmm. we are being taught to look out for things like gaslighting, Mm. narcissism, trauma dumping, perhaps, and a whole lot more. These are all important and healthy things, of course, but what happens when many of us take these and apply them perhaps out of context? Probably a lot of negative stuff can happen. Yeah, Yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about. Okay. This episode has been inspired by an article that we read that we really enjoyed and connected to. It was by Meg Walters of Refinery29. The article is titled, Is Therapy Speak Ruining Our Relationships? Perhaps. Would recommend reading it, but we're also going to really dive into it today. So we felt like this article really encapsulated some of our recent negative experiences in relationships. In IRL. IRL, for sure. Especially over the past few years, this is definitely something that's growing in popularity. So we thought it would be a really good topic to dive into today and, of course, overshare. That's what I love to do. (laughs) The first thing I would love to do is really define therapy speak. Because it's not a word that we typically hear, but I think a lot of us can probably infer what we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. So I wore my finest vest today to look very professional and like I know what I'm talking about. So no shirt underneath. Oh, you look like a baby. Oh, well, sexy baby. Those two can't exist at the same time. Yeah. So therapy speak defined refers to the specialized language terms and phrases that are commonly used within therapeutic settings, primarily in the context of psychotherapy or counseling. It is a distinct style of communication that often develops as a result of therapeutic training, theories and practices. So you're going to school to get these words. Okay. What is academia? You just you go get the words. Therapy speak is designed to facilitate effective communication between therapists and clients, providing a shared framework for understanding and addressing psychological issues. It serves as a shorthand for complex psychological concepts and therapeutic techniques, allowing therapists to convey their ideas and insights concisely. Mm-hmm. So it's meant for therapists mainly. And I mean, licensed it, professionals. Licensed professionals are the ones who know a lot about these words, mm-hmm. but they're definitely sharing them on the internet. They're sharing them in right. counseling settings, you know, it connected to their own life. For context, some common examples, which I'm sure we've all heard of therapy speak, include terms like setting boundaries, mm-hmm. processing emotions, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. inner child work, mm-hmm. self care. All things I like. Yeah, it's I all I good like things. These, things. these are things that can definitely be helpful. Hundred percent in your own life, in your own therapy mm. sessions, even in your own like personal reflective time. But they can be taken out of context and misunderstood. Yeah, and I think that's kind of when therapy speak meets the fast-paced social internet mm-hmm. social internet social internet social media okay i mean you're not wrong it is on the internet yeah and it's social word period i'm right period what's important to note is that therapy speak isn't something that's inherently negative mm-hmm. and that's not what we're trying to say here at all we're both human beings that have gone to therapy advocate for therapy and use those tools consistently throughout our life but we are also going to bring up instances where we have perpetrated perpetrated perpetuated yeah perpetrators like i'm bad you naughty person Mm, which might be true but we are going to bring up instances where the two of us perpetuated therapy speak another disclaimer that i want to start this off with is not everybody can afford therapy and there's a reason why so many people end up taking therapy speak and running with it without having the full context with them so we're really going to leave you off on really diving into that issue itself but you'll be able to find that at the end of the video but let's jump into the actual situation at hand to illustrate really how therapy speak is impacting our relationships the article that we're referencing for this video highlighted a tiktok video that we thought really encapsulated the whole term and it's titled here's how you break up with a friend And it was created by Dr. Brandolini, who's a clinical psychologist based in New York City. I've noticed you've been withdrawn and haven't wanted to hang out recently. What's going on? I've treasured our season of friendship, but we're moving in different directions in life. I don't have the capacity to invest in our friendship any longer. Is it something I did? This feels really sudden. I get that it might be hard to understand, but I've been reevaluating many areas of my life recently, including my ability to be a good friend to you. I just want to be honest and upfront so I don't disappoint your expectations. I'm sorry if this feels painful and confusing. I wish you all love and success. You don't got to end it with the love and success. It's giving HR. (laughs) With peace and love. You're fired. Yeah. Um, So what are your thoughts on the video? I mean, I get where she's coming from. Generally, it's it's a good template it's super cold obviously yeah because it's like a i assume she made it like a general kind of thing yeah definitely feels super cold it feels very hr it feels like i am i'm getting fired from work i also feel like it's very one-sided this is what's best for me yeah and like nothing about them like Mm -hmm. no addressing their emotions Mm -hmm. or their thoughts or like even answering their questions why it seems sudden it's like you know, all I can tell you is uh, peace and love. Yeah. I wish you all the best. Nothing for them to grow on. Nothing like for them any, to grow on. Yeah. No feedback. Yeah. Like, if I am being, like, a bad friend to someone, I assume that we would have, like, a mm-hmm. decent relationship or, like, once it did. Yeah, I would want some feedback of, like, what is it that I did that let you to this point or like a culmination of what i did or like Mm -hmm. why didn't you come to me earlier like there's so many things there that i would like my brain would be firing off Mm -hmm. and if they just provided like we're just moving in different directions gotta go by yeah then i'd i'd be pissed yeah i mean you know but i literally had a former best friend yeah say this to me over text Mm. verbatim and the sad part is is like they were a friend that i really cared about and it's like if i was doing something that was negatively impacting their life i would have changed it yeah you know what i mean 
mean, it's not like I was some kind of toxic person where it was like they had tried previously to come to me right, and tell right, me something. Right. And I I wasn't changing or I was doing toxic shit over and over again. Like that wasn't the case. Yeah. You know, so I think this is really an example of like therapy speak at play where it's like you're just cutting people off kind of cold turkey. Yeah. And it's like just like cutting connections left, right and center because it's like no one is satisfying. No one's serving me. No one's serving me. Whatever it is that I want to be served. But will I tell them what I want to be served? Nope. Yeah, I'm just gonna move on to the next one. I think that's actually like a really big thing that I see that's common that yeah. happened to you that has happened to the both of us in other situations where it's yeah. like, hey, you're no longer serving me as a friend, da 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 da, but I'm not gonna tell you what it is. If I, you know, have been doing this for a while, why didn't you tell me? I, I exactly. would have, I would have cut it out. I care about you. Yeah. I would have changed that. For sure. You know? I feel like a lot of people are pl- playing this like yeah. read my mind kind of game. Like, what is this? Exactly. Like, no one's going to ever know exactly how you're feeling all the time. I never expect no. anybody to know exactly how I'm feeling. No. But it's really about learning communication skills, which I also feel like is a tool that you can learn in therapy, too, yeah. if you want to. Or it's right. a tool that you can learn on your own just For through sure. practice. Honestly, I learned it through living with like six other people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like yeah. through necessity of like needing to communicate. and also caring about those people but I think the question really you have to ask yourself is like do I care about having these relationships in my life Mm -hmm. do I want to be a person who's alone yeah I think overall though the video definitely lacks nuance and Mm. we see this Mm -hmm. just in the nature of social media is like you are boiling down a concept to 30 to 60 seconds yeah you're yeah you're gonna lose so much information there and like you said like you were able to critically look at this video and be like okay it's a great outline which it is if Mm -hmm. you add in more context like if the person asks you follow-up questions and you continue the conversation and personalize it for that relationship then it's something that is a useful tool that makes sense but i think a lot of people look at this who haven't had like the privilege of accessing therapy Mm -hmm. and just use it verbatim Mm -hmm. and actually the article that we were reading reached out to the original poster of this video Mm. and she did confirm she was like it was meant to be an outline for a conversation right but my one kind of problem with it is she didn't mention that anywhere in the video it's like she didn't say it at the end at the beginning she didn't say it in the caption she didn't say in the comments i looked through it and i'm like there's no context is like here maybe, maybe there should be like a little bit of a disclaimer of like 100 great outline especially if you're a therapist yeah you know? right, i think right. there should be a bit of a responsibility well, there nobody's perfect so yeah. let's yeah. you know even therapists yeah but yeah maybe like moving forward that is mm-hmm. something that like therapists that are on tiktok or instagram or whatever um can start doing and another thing that is I think probably important to note about that video is that it was like, what, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, something like that. You would never have a conversation with somebody that's that short. That is that like intense. I did. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, but which is why it didn't work. Yeah. You're just going to like make that person feel awful. Yeah. And it kind of is like something that constantly lingers, which I feel like is never good closure for anyone. Like if you do truly yeah. want to end a relationship, maybe it's just like you don't have capacity in your life for like X number of friends anymore. Maybe this person just like isn't taking you in like the same direction that you want to go. Like it's just yeah. not adding. Um, well, in terms of friendship, mm-hmm. can I add something to that? Please. Um, I think with the rise of yeah therapy speak, there is also a lot of talk about people that serve you. Mm. right 
And all of that is good. I'm not saying that it isn't. Mm -hmm. We want to have people that serve us. We want to have people that are in our corners, Mm -hmm. um, that meet our needs, that uh, provide something of value to our lives. Uh, But the thing is, is that there's different levels of friendship. Yeah. Right? Like, not everyone is going to be your best friend. There's different dynamics in life that are totally valid and okay to have rather than just like only intense best friends you meet all of my needs and lift me up and support me and serve me kind of friends right like you have best friends you have acquaintances you have just general friends you have work friends you have like school friends whatever Mm -hmm. like not everything is so intense i'll also say like i have friends for different sides of my personality too right i don't know if yeah. that sounds weird but like i have so many different interests and like so many different parts of myself yeah that it's like i have friends even from like different parts of my life too where it's like i still really like getting together with them i'm not mm-hmm. like i completely like i'm i've changed and i've evolved but i do feel like there's some people who have like evolved along with me to a certain degree and like yeah. parts of our personality still really connect well mm-hmm. and i love being around them and it's like that relationship still makes a lot of sense for me for sure in different ways you know you don't have to be every single part of you you don't have to be able to talk about every element of yourself with a certain person it's like friendship doesn't have to be everything exactly i do think that's another Mm. flaw of some people these Mm. days that look for like such a niche group of people as if this niche group of people is going to understand their every want and need and struggle and desire for example if i niche down to just like i can only hang out with uh women who are lesbians who are of color who dance who Mm. like you keep adding layers to that i'm like okay i'm gonna hang out with zero people i'm the only person left in the room (laughs) (laughs) like who am i gonna hang out with like no i'm gonna hang out with people who dance i'm gonna hang out with people of color i'm gonna hang out with people who are queer i'm gonna hang out with just women regardless of sexual orientation or whatever i'm gonna hang out with straight people i'm gonna hang out with like Mm -hmm. there is such few 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 people Mm -hmm. in the world that share like my not exact but like as close to my exact experience as possible and honestly i don't hang out with those people (laughs) like it's just like sometimes you just don't get like personalities don't even get along regardless of the experience that you share but i'll say like there's two sides to that coin it's like if you are lucky enough to find someone who shares your exact experience it can be really nice and validating to talk about all of these different aspects that you've experienced for sure one but then number two is like it also makes life a little bit boring to only be hanging out with all of the same people it's like you do want to be expanding and finding new things and like i think so many people will tell you just in terms of like networking speak too i feel like this ties into like both therapy and networking speak where it's like you want to be hanging out with expanders Mm. you want to be hanging out with people who are living the life that you want to live like there's constantly that kind of rhetoric as well and it's like i think that's super valid because you want people in your life who are going to be expanders for you you want people who maybe can give you advice and those or like inspire you or motivate you totally and that's things that we do take part in but it doesn't mean that i i leave my old friends it's like all right you don't inspire me 
peace out. <laughs> yeah, like that GTFO, sucks. Oh, dude, we're not friends. <laughs> that sucks. I think that if I told everybody who didn't like, who didn't want to be an entrepreneur yeah, as well, it's like it's like to GTFO. Then I think I would be a shitty person. That's my opinion. It would also just be a bit boring. Like the thing is, like I don't want to hang out with myself. <laughs> you know, like I do sometimes. I like hanging out alone sometimes. But sometimes. like I don't always want to hang out with just me. It's like I I'm gonna be stuck in this like feedback loop you know what right. i'm saying where it's like you're constantly just having the same thoughts and like sending them back at each other and it's like sometimes i can really keep you on the same level oh for sure so we've delve into a little bit of how therapy speak is infiltrating our personal relationships yeah. but i really want to dive into this in a deeper way we're going really deep going to the deep end now we've been in the shallow end so far but prepare yourself. Maybe put your floaties on. When used inappropriately or excessively, mm. therapy speak can create barriers to authentic communication, potentially hindering true emotional connection and understanding between individuals, which is is similar to what we've been talking about. It's like if you're not giving people chances to grow or mm. evolve, it's like you're cutting relationships off just like before they could potentially bloom. Prematurely. Yeah. And it, it's really hindering your own communication skills. If you can't communicate your needs, mm. How is anyone ever going to understand you? How are they going to meet them? That same doctor who made this video mm -hmm. also had kind of a good quote in here, which I would like to recite for you. What she said is, there's a danger of misuse, misinterpretation, and weaponizing. Mm. People can take these words and concepts out of context and use it to justify bad behavior. It can also feed into unhealthy self-centeredness. Yeah. That's Dr. Brandolini. So I like, like that last name. A nice pasta. I know. Yeah. With like good sauce. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I'm seeing like green sauce. Green? Pesto? I was, oh, I yeah. like that. I was seeing more of like a white sauce. Ooh. Like yeah. an Alfredo adjacent. Okay, adjacent. Yeah. It's yeah. a Brandolini. Overall, without a trained therapist guiding your situation, guiding this kind of therapy to speak, or you taking a very critical third person approach and mm -hmm. really looking at your situation and Googling terms and being very critical about it and not taking things at face value, therapy speak can result in folks improperly applying very half-baked understandings mm. of psychological terms to their own situations. Well, I think another issue there is that people who do misinterpret this mm. therapy speak information, I find that a lot of those people also state their pieces mm -hmm. as if they're 100% correct and there's no way they could be wrong or there's no way that mm -hmm. anybody could tell them differently. Use it as a shield. Yeah. So nobody can really debate you because you have all of these big words. But the thing is that, like, for me, I also don't really know how to handle a situation like that because mm -hmm. there's such a big shield up mm -hmm. that I, I feel like I can't even, like, attempt mm -hmm. to to peel back the layers. I can't even attempt mm -hmm. to have like a proper genuine conversation with somebody because mm -hmm. they have all of these like therapy speak walls up yeah. that I can't penetrate. Oh, sexy. <laughs> um, well, I'm wearing my sexy vest. It, it's good that you say it as like a wall because that's what it is. It's a shield. And I think we see it a lot too in TV shows like reality TV. You'll see a lot of people use therapy speak as well. The challenge with it is the more that we use it in improper situations, the more that these important words start to lose their 
their actual meaning. Yeah. There's been so many times where I've heard the word like gaslighting. Mm -hmm. You're a little bit guilty of that for sure. Yeah, like I thought I knew what the word meant, but honestly, I just like saw a freaking infographic. Like I was guilty of it. And then you used it and you were like throwing it like a weapon. And I'm like, oh, now I'm like like, somebody who's gaslighting someone. And then I feel awful. And I'm like, I don't even, honestly, when you said it, I'm like, I don't even fully know what it means right now because it just, it's not adding up to the situation. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, so I guess I have no idea what it means. Stuff like setting boundaries, Mm -hmm. stuff like Mm -hmm. self-care. There's so many times where people have used those words when communicating with me. And I'm like, just say that you don't want to go to the thing. Yeah. Like, what is (laughs) this? Let's just be real here for one second. I just need to like take care of me. I'm like, dude, if you don't want to go. Just say you don't want to go. Like yeah. there is, there are times where it's like, okay, I'm taking care of me. Yeah. This really big thing happened. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. honestly, I don't feel like I'm emotionally there to be able to go out yeah. because this thing happened and now, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I can understand that. Things have happened to me or even yeah. like without something happening, I have felt certain emotions where I'm like, I just don't really feel up to it. Yeah. Right. But to say like, I can't, I cannot Mm-hmm. Go to this thing with you or I mm-hmm. cannot hang out with you because I'm setting boundaries, because mm-hmm. I'm doing self-care, because whatever. And I'm like, why don't you just be honest? Yeah. <laughs> like there's so many situations where it's used as like a cop out. There's nothing wrong with like self-care, or setting boundaries, like, tired and 30. Yeah, or just being tired and... Th- okay, well, hold on. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost 30. 30. You can't just, you can't no, just be I throwing mean, that out there. Age, any age, really. <laughs> it just being tired. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine to just be tired and not be able to go. Or energetic and 30. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are using therapy speak to overprotect their boundaries, like mm. you've been saying. To the point where I'm seeing a lot of people who are ending up kind of alone. And it's even turning into like a bit of a meme. Like I've seen so many different reels of people where they're like on a Saturday night and they're saying that I'm alone on a Saturday night because you overprotect your boundaries because yeah. they have no more friends because they've shooed them all away. Right. Protected their boundaries too much said that they shouldn't be in their life too much. And I think overall, my problem with this is I I worry about these people because I don't think loneliness is healthy for anybody. I agree. I do think that um, when overused, Mm -hmm. these kinds of like terms and um, actions even set boundaries so high that Mm -hmm. people literally have to like climb walls just to get to you. And sometimes that wall is just not worth the climb anymore, unfortunately. It's true. It is true. And it's sad, but it's true. It's like you have to meet people halfway. Friendship is a two-way street. Okay, that is actually a point that I do want to kind of hammer down is that it is a two-way street when you see so many of these Instagram reels or TikToks. There's starting to kind of like romanticize this idea of setting boundaries, doing self-care and inner work, da da da. It's good things for sure, mm-hmm. but when they do take it too far, it's to the point where now it's all like self serving yeah only self-serving by the way which doesn't build community it doesn't build community and it doesn't build any relationships if you have a romantic partner where you're just like these are all of my needs and you have to meet all of these needs all of the time you're just not gonna have a romantic partner Mm -hmm. like i don't think so because every single relationship is give and take 
It is not only give. Yeah. And it's not only take. Yeah. Right. But a lot of people online that I'm seeing are looking to just take Mm -hmm. and take and take and give a little bit. Maybe if they feel like it, if it doesn't like go outside their boundaries or like whatever. But a relationship with anybody is meeting in the middle. Yeah. It's compromise. Mm -hmm. It's communication it's also being there for each other it's supporting each other it's holding space for one another i think another another term that i don't like that people have gone a bit too far with is being so anti-trauma dumping and labeling almost anything Mm. as trauma dumping like you don't want to show up some people do this for her where they just show up and only talk about themselves won't ask you a single question yeah i've experienced that don't love that i think if you are going to come over to speak about yourself it is good practice to also ask the other person for sure and i mean like we can definitely that's the thing is that like i'm 100 open to hearing about your trials your tribulations i'm here to listen i'm here to support i'm here to give advice if you want it yeah all of that but remember that the other person is exactly (laughs) the other person is a human who's feeling things as well is i think an important thing's going on it's not just you yeah and i think like if we can be that for each other Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing and that's also community support like i don't don't like making it so negative of hearing how someone's dealing with a certain thing it's like yeah yeah, if something is a really long ongoing issue you should probably seek therapy and like someone who to to long term to speak to this about if you feel like you're constantly repeating the same issues to the same person yeah you need someone professional to help you out you know and it is unfortunate that not all of us can afford therapy yeah and therapy can be Mm -hmm. uh, depending on who you go to uh very expensive but there are more accessible options out there as well i do want to point that out that there's certain uh counseling services that do Mm -hmm. sliding scale based on your income and then it can be more affordable for you there is also online services that are also a bit more affordable that could be an option to explore as well 100 percent. i would also say is like a lot of us there's some people who are working with very tight budgets and that's totally valid Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of people don't want to invest in their own mental health. I and, agree. And will invest in other spaces. Maybe like new clothes, agree. something yeah, else. Totally. And they're two different situations. Being in an extremely tight budget situation, totally yeah. valid. Being in a situation where it's often my case as well. It's like, okay, my budget is tight. Yeah. But I am definitely prioritizing other things over seeing a therapist right now. I do feel like when you're in, especially a mental health crisis, it can be so hard to use what few extra dollars you have Mm. towards something that's going to like have a long-term betterment of your health. Yeah. Because when you're feeling really down, depressed, anxious, you probably don't want to cook yourself dinner. Yeah. And it can be a lot easier to just order out. And that's something that I've been really guilty of, for sure. It doesn't even have to be something that's guilty. It's like something that I indulge in. Yeah. Rather than invest in my own in my own health. But even for people that do go to therapy, like Mm -hmm. regularly, I do want to point out that there's people that go to therapy and don't even do the work. Oh, yeah. There's people that go literally weekly. They're spending this money. They're spending this time. Mm -hmm. And they just talk about their problems, but they don't actually like put in any work to better themselves or to yep. get better or come to terms with something or find closure in something or have difficult conversations with mm-hmm. the the people in their lives that 
you know they're even going to therapy for to begin with yeah so it is about like doing the work as well 100 percent. and the way that i was able to access therapy was while i was in school there was some resources so right. it was a situation where i had to put in a lot of work for the betterment of my own health i had yeah. to go put myself on a wait list go for a screening thing yeah go wait like nine months basically until i got to see somebody and then i also in the meantime was trying to find any accessible potentially free resources where i could go to like a group therapy session or a session where maybe it's like partially self-taught so those are are situations that you can try to find but you really need to care about yourself Mm -hmm. number one and and know that you don't want to be in this situation long term because it doesn't feel good to be in a mental health crisis no it feels like a never-ending loop of you falling and then falling more yeah but know that you can get out of it i was in that loop it was really scary and i I really pushed myself to find help and it it helped. (laughs) I'm not 100% a healed person anymore, but I'm I'm far beyond where I was three years ago. Kind of diving back into the community and relationship piece. While I was researching this episode, I did find another really good quote that I would love to share. Mm -hmm. And this is from another psychotherapist named Esther Perel who discusses something called collective resilience. So this is really on the loneliness piece and why we should be caring and investing in our relationships. So what Esther had to say is that resilience is not a bunch of traits in an individual. Resilience is the ability to tap into the collective resource. If everybody goes at it alone, we'll be avoidant and depressed. If we create something together and understand how, we maintain hope. We will not have a mental health crisis. We'll have a world crisis with people who are coping. Mm. I thought it was a valuable take on things because so much of the world feels like it's constantly falling apart. No matter which generation you're a part of, there's always been a world crisis. I think that's a good illustration, especially from, from the viewpoint of a psychologist about why community is valuable and important. And I think there's so many other reasons that we know community is important. It's in so many different pieces. I never feel good when I'm fully alone and I don't feel like I have somebody that I can lean on and talk to. Right. But it can't be, like you were saying, a one-way street. You can't just constantly be leaning on somebody. Yeah. You also need to allow them to lean on you as well. Another kind of valuable point here is I feel like therapy speak can also be a tool used as like a barrier to protect yourself. We kind of brought this up a little bit before, but it's alleviating us of the thorniness and the complexity of real emotion. The interesting thing is, I think older generations do this, but in a different way. They're avoidant of their emotions. Yeah, that's true. They don't want to address them and they'll just change the topic rather than use all this speak. But I, I do feel like therapy speak can also be used as a tool to avoid emotion again. It's just another another method, but you're not really getting to the root of the issue. Today, there's so many people who are really hyper self-aware mm. to the point where they will be able to express all these different labels, all these different words, all these different terms that maybe they relate to, and maybe they can talk about their whole life's trauma to you, but it, it's with like a, a blank straight face. Yeah, like almost like disassociating from their trauma exactly and and there isn't real emotion there and i think an interesting thing in this article that a lot of the psychologists that they spoke to for it had brought up is that it's not really serving you as much as you might think to be over therapizing yourself and also 
overusing therapy speak. Yeah. What really is going to benefit your relationships in the long run is to revert back to real emotion and how you're feeling and connecting with yourself. Mm. Even just for example of that that conversation that we brought up in the beginning of that that kind of format. Yeah. Of how to end a relationship. I think the better way to go about things is actually expressing to somebody how they made you feel yeah just you don't need to use all these fancy words you just need to express your emotions of how you are feeling and that is healthy that's communication absolutely sometimes you don't need to like over label over contextualize something yeah and you just need to like feel what do you think is the solution to this Hmm. so i think ideally if Hmm. it's financially available to you yeah then Therapy is the solution. Therapy with doing the work. Yeah, and that's really what this article brought up. And it was kind of my only problem with the article that we've been referencing throughout this is they didn't bring up any of the nuance around uh, mental health care and affordability. Yeah, is it like financially actually available to you? Yeah, Yeah. literally the only response they said was make sure you're pairing this knowledge with therapy. It's like, okay, not everybody can afford that. Yeah, for sure. But I do think that you brought up a valuable point of mm-hmm. like, can you actually not afford it? Or are you just not prioritizing it? Yeah. Right. So those are two different, those things. are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. Like if your budget is tight, but you're just not yeah. like people can have tight budgets and still be able to go to therapy. Right. 100%. So it's just about like really evaluating your finances, mm-hmm. which is like a thing that you kind of have to just do on your own. Say it's a hundred dollars. A, a session say you want to afford two sessions you need to find 200 more dollars in your budget yeah. or just one session a month 100 more dollars in your budget think about the pros and cons of of spending that money on therapy it's like for me it's how horrible am i feeling right now mm. how much do i want to get rid of this is this going to long term even benefit me with my own budget the betterment of my own mental health will that allow me to even earn more money down the line that's, it's an investment in yourself that's and that's how I like thing. to think about certain Absolutely. things like that. Yeah. When you say you can't afford therapy, mm-hmm. if you really look at your budget, it's like sometimes you actually definitely cannot afford therapy. Yeah. And that's fair. And Maybe that's you're valid. struggling with food. Yeah. Just affording food. Yeah. But what if, say mm-hmm. like you're buying extra bottles of wine or you're buying yeah. like extra nights out to dinner with friends or yeah. you're going to like extra events or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you make a short-term sacrifice for the yeah. long-term betterment of your health, mm-hmm. then that's definitely something that uh, would enhance your life tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're people who have been working with a really extremely tight budget this past year. And for us, even finding creative ways to not change your lifestyle right now, but still being able to enjoy the same things to a certain degree, it's like a lot of people want you to still enjoy these things i've noticed even just reaching out and asking people for pay what you can tickets to certain events if you Mm. still like if that's therapy to you to a certain degree of like going out being social enjoying your night yeah sometimes that can that can be therapeutic that can be therapeutic for you as well and and some people especially organizers of events I think they especially know because they care so much about creating this space, they know that it's important. Yeah. You know, they know how it can make you feel. So often organizers will offer pay what you can tickets and like, yeah. and we do if you reach out. Absolutely. Yeah. The next piece that I want to offer as advice for this as a solution, I think it really ties into media literacy. Mm. So it's how are we consuming content? And I think this can be really hard because 
it is in this instant the example that we gave was coming from a doctor yeah so you think that that's somebody that you can trust you can take their content at face value which makes it even more tricky when you're trying to figure out what you can use here yeah but i think the nuance that we need and we should take away from this conversation is that all of the things that these therapists are sharing with you is information that is very generalized and your unique situation it all offers differences the best piece of advice is really to move away from extreme forms of therapy speak use them as tools learning is always a great thing just in general in any topic that we explore the more that you learn the better you understand something and the more you can contribute to this conversation the more that we talk about a certain thing the more that we talk about mental health issues the better it is for us as a society Mm. but the too far that we go down this route it's clearly presenting challenges and negativities. For sure. I think really recognizing when we're using this language as a crutch rather than facing our own emotions is really valuable. And in, in really taking that third person approach and assessing your situation and maybe really looking into these definitions further before you start implementing them into your real life. Yeah. Because if you're just going off of a 30 second clip and that's all you're using and then you're going and applying it to your real life, I don't think you have enough context to use a term that that is that is that big. And for me, I started using, what was it? Gaslighting. I started using gaslighting after seeing a freaking 30-second clip. And that's the wrong way to go about it. And I'll out myself. And I'm sure almost all of us have done this because it's just the way that we consume content these days. I mean, I've done it as well. I've seen yeah. like terminology on tiktok and be like i know what that is now i know everything about it yeah i'm gonna use this Mm -hmm. this is my new truth yeah and sometimes it's not even doctors saying it sometimes it's just someone who can afford to go to therapy and then now they're just sitting in front of a camera and regurgitating it and maybe it's something that really deeply applies to their own life but maybe it doesn't connect to yours and it doesn't make sense for your situation totally so take things with a grain of salt i feel like especially for people who are engaging a lot with therapy speak is you might be someone who's over consuming content on your phone yeah. which i'm also guilty of right now i'm finding that yeah i'm just staying you're like yeah oh just- no it's true <laughs> sometimes you open up your phone and you're like why did i open that it's just it's like it's like a yeah. reactive move rather than yeah. like uh something that you actually thought about and you're yeah. like oh i should look on my phone for this thing no sometimes you open it and you're like i have no idea why i'm here and i feel out of control honestly it's a bit concerning right now and i i think part of it it really is have to do with tiktok and like the introduction introduction of reels too where it's like you're just constantly swiping and swiping yeah. and swiping and there's constantly something new for you to look at and it's just not healthy no it's really i i fell down a little bit of a rabbit hole the last couple of weeks and i'm trying to get myself back into the gym back into going outside into not constantly checking my phone and it's really challenging especially because so much of the work that we do is related to social media yeah but i need to learn to post something and walk away yeah and i think a lot of us need to do that right now it's it's a challenge of our generation so i think that's a great place to leave this conversation thank you so much for listening to this episode if you found this episode helpful please make sure to subscribe we put out new episodes every single thursday and you don't want to miss them until next time peace